Welcome to the Venturing Deep Podcast. My name is Amakesi, and I consider myself a lifelong learner. With that being said, I feel that if you search deep enough, you can learn from anyone or anything. This podcast will take a look at remarkable founders, interesting people, and topics. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Venturing Deep. In this episode, we will be talking to Isis Benjamin. Isis is the co-founder of the plant-based hair and skincare line, House of Isis. It means so much to me that you stopped by to listen. Now let's get deep. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet Isis Benjamin. Isis, thank you so much for coming on the Venturing Deep podcast. A Bermudian native, Isis is also a business owner and serial entrepreneur. She's a graduate of the number one HBCU, Spelman College. Some notable alumni are Stacey Abrams and Rosalind Brewer. Currently, she is the co-owner of House of Isis, a brand that she runs with her fabulous mother, Gina, a plant-based product line that provides health-conscious Black women with access to non-toxic hair and skincare. Isis Isis and her mother have grown House of Isis into a six-figure business. House of Isis has been recognized as Ford Founders by retail giant Target and has been featured in many news outlets, including Voyage ATL and the Bermuda Broadcasting Network. And y'all, that's not even it. But we got to get to the show. Y'all, I know this is going to be a good one. Okay, Isis, are you ready? I'm ready. Thank you so much for having me, Amara. It's such a pleasure to be here. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So I like to start with this question because I think it's important for people to uh, know how successful people start their day. So maybe they could incorporate something from your day into theirs. So how do you typically start your day? I love this question. Okay. So my typical day, um, honestly, a lot of people are early risers. I'm not, and I don't lie about it. <laughs> um, I, I typically get up around 9 a.m. And then I start my day off with like a nice bowl of warm cereal. I'm a warm type of person. So I'll do oatmeal or cream of wheat, something sweet. But I go to the gym right after that. After, of course, I shower and things. And I go to the gym. Um, I love working out. Working out is what allows me to keep my sanity. Like, I would not be who I am without working out. It just keeps my energy flowing, you know, producing all of that good, good energy. Um, and then, yeah, then I get to work after that. You know, I come home, eat more again, because you got to fuel up again. <laughs> but really, that's it. I think between working out and trying to keep like a good diet, a very like clean, healthy diet really helped me to like continue to go during the You got you. We love that. Okay. But I love to work out too. So <laughs> yes. let's actually go back. I want you to describe your upbringing. Like how did you grow up? Yes. Okay. So I'm originally from Bermuda. My accent is gone. It's shot. <laughs> <laughs> It comes out when I'm around my people, but you know, um, yes, I was born and kind of raised in Bermuda. Um, I left when I was seven years old. So I came to the United States in 2005. So shout out to all the immigrants, shout out to all the Caribbean folks that are, might be listening to this. Um, so yeah, my mom and I, we came out here. She married a Bermudian and then we came out here. 
life started off really amazing, I must say. Um, all of my family is still in Bermuda, so just me and my mother are in America. And so, you know, we, my mom married an equestrian, so we were all living on a ranch in Wellington, Florida. An equestrian is someone who rides horses for a living, so he does the horse shows. We traveled to Canada, like, you know, back and forth, Virginia. We were living that wow. life, private jets. Life was good. <laughs> life was really good. Um, but then my mom got divorced um, because, listen, I'm all for women's empowerment. When a man is not treating you right, you got to bounce. OK. And my mom would do okay. that with me. <laughs> and then I really I love that I learned that from her. Um, and so, you know, life got difficult. We were immigrants. My mom was a single mother. We had no green card, no citizenship. So it got a little crazy, but we continued to persevere. Um, I was able to make my way through high school um, and then college. So, yeah, that's that was the journey. Um, I was raised as an only child. Um, I have a brother from my dad, but we weren't raised together. Um, so, yeah, it was just me and my mom conquering Florida <laughs> for the majority <laughs> of my life. That's, that's, that's really interesting. Um, so you mentioned that you went off to college. So we know that you went to Spelman, which is a, which is an amazing HBCU. No. And, and it's just so incredible. Just the, um, the women that the caliber of women that come out of that institution. I just want to know, like, how was it going to Spelman? Spelman was the best decision I ever made in my life. Like, and I will stand by that for the rest of my life. I did not know about HBCUs. So like I said, when I first got to the U.S., I was really in predominantly white areas. I wasn't really exposed to the black community until I got okay. to high school. Um, so I went to a 95% black high school <laughs> from a completely all white Christian school. Very different, but I'm so glad that I experienced that because I, I would not have known about Spelman. There was a woman who actually came to our career day talking about college and she was a Spelmanite. And it was that moment that I was like, yeah, I'm going to Spelman. And you wouldn't believe the amount of people that's like, oh, you're not going to get in. Mind you, I graduated number five out of 435 kids of my class. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think I can get in. <laughs> But, you know, we had those counselors who were, okay, I'm in Florida, so FAMU, that was the school that everyone went to, Bethune-Cookman, those were the schools. And I'm like, I'm not trying to repeat high school. I don't want to be with these people again. Like, I need something new. And I'm a traveler. I love to explore. So I was like, I'm moving to Atlanta. Like, I'm going to do this. No one is going to come with me. I have no family, no friends. I'm going out there. And so my last, my senior year of high school, things started to get a little gritty. I'm like, how am I going to afford filming? If you guys don't know, Spelman is $53,000 a year. Just off rip. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very big on like trying to stay out of debt. Like that's been my whole life journey. Um, so I racked up as many scholarships as I could. And I just, I was a first generation college student. So shout out to hey. all my first gens. That was a big, <laughs> big booster for me. Um, and I was able to put myself through school debt free. I never once took out a loan for Spelman, a school that was $53,000 a year. I racked up so many scholarships, over hundreds minute. of thousands Wait of scholarships. Minute. First of all, <laughs> congratulations. Okay. That is incredible. Um, and I just want, I want you even just to kind of speak on that because. You, so basically what you did was you focused on maybe not like having this big, big scholarship, but you focused on getting like several, like 
Yes, and I'm I'm so think about that. that out, Amar. Thank you. That's what I, I think did. about it, and I would. That's what you did. Okay, see, same, same. People don't understand. Like, of course, I applied for the big bill. What was it? The um, Bill Gates one. What you know, the Gates yep. Millennial Scholarship. Dang. Didn't get that. Um, but I focus on the small ones, like the sorority ones in my community. But, okay. No, you don't have to pledge to get a sorority scholarship. Like people don't understand that. And I was very close with my administration. So if there's some younger folks listening, like get in touch with that administration, financial aid at Spelman. I called them every day that summer. I told them this actually had a lady tell me, tell them that you got accepted into another school. Tell them that Hampton, because Hampton HU was like one of those competitors for Spelman. She was like, tell them that Hampton gave you more money. Like, come on, beef it up. And so that's what I did. I called them every day. I said, listen, if you guys don't give me money, I can't come to Spelman. Now we're in, okay, so you know, the summer before college starts, right? Now we're in June, right? I had already gotten as many scholarships as I could locally in the community from the Rotary Club to sororities, everything, right? And then I'm like, okay, still don't have enough. What am I going to do? I kept calling Spelman. Now it's July, right? School starts in August. School starts in August. And I said, they said, they sent me an email and literally I had to do nothing. It was the Coca-Cola First Generation Scholarship. The Coca-Cola, listen, the Coca-Cola First Generation Scholarships is $20,000 a semester. Yeah, no, $20,000 a year. $20,000 a year, which was everything that I needed to get through. And along with the, I think it's called Let Petite. Um, scholarship in Georgia. I mean, Spelman started throwing money at me at that point. Like it was grants and scholarships, but the biggest was wow. the Coca-Cola one. And they literally sent me a letter. They were like, just sign your name here. And when I tell y'all, when I gave this letter to my mom, she was at work. She was doing someone's hair. She like ran around the building. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> she was crying. She do was that. screaming. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Listen, you know, Caribbean parents, like when you tell them something, they're going to fall out when it's something like that. And my mom, like, you know, she did have a scholarship for me. Thank God. It was like a Canadian like scholarship thing that she had got. So I had like like that was like maybe 15,000. But that was it. Like I was like, how am I going to get past four years? But the Coca-Cola one came through. So thank God for Spelman's financial aid department for that. And that's when I knew this is meant this is this. What did you end up studying? Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought, girl, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, y'all. I thought I was going to go to law school afterwards. That is a whole nother story. <laughs> but um, no, political science is what I studied. Um, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed it at Spelman. Spelman, like I said, was the best decision I've ever made. Um, shout out to all my Spelman sisters um, because we're just yeah. a different breed, um, yeah. as y'all see with Stacey yeah. Abrams. Like. Yeah. <laughs> It's nothing that we can't do, and they really, really teach us that. Like, it's nothing that, that is do. an amazing story. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Inspired some high school student listening just to be like, okay, yes. <laughs> I really feel like, yes, <laughs> get tight with your college. I'm not your college, your, uh, your high school counselor, and just go yes. in there yes. and see what scholarships are there, like the local scholarships. Yes, yes. the sorority. <laughs> Shout out to Delta Sigma Theta because they definitely get this scholarship. And I- yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Delta Sigma. Listen, they got me right. Oh, my goodness. 
So, so let me tell y'all. So let me tell y'all how I met Isis. Um, we were at the Fearless Fun event um, here in Atlanta, and um, Isis, Isis's mother came and spoke on the stage, and it was like this really impactful, like short. Pythes speech about what they were building at House of Isis. And later on, I had a chance to uh, serendipity. I was standing out there and I saw Isis. And, you know, as she is, y'all, if y'all, if y'all watch this, has the beautiful smile and just just a warm aura. Yes. And and so do you. We were like drawing. But um, and she said, you know, she told me a little bit of her story, and she was talking about the fact like after she finished um uh, Spellman. I don't know if you remember this ISIS, but she said, "Look, I, I could have went, I could have been a lawyer, but she said, no, I want to go work for my mom, with my mom." Yeah. And I was just like, "What?" I was like, "No, I gotta know more about what, um, what it is that she's building." Because I already knew she's building these products, but I was like, "There is something. There is something else behind this more than just like monetary gains for ISIS and her mother." So that was that was the moment that I knew I had to have you on the show um but uh to get into more more about your business so they say the fastest growing demographic of entrepreneurs are black women and i want to know if you were always interested in entrepreneurship or was that something that you kind of saw through your through your mom i know you said like you know later on how things changed like did you see entrepreneurship from her Okay, so I'm going to take y'all okay. back, back to Bermuda. So like I said, I was raised in Bermuda until about the age seven. Everyone in my family is an entrepreneur. My mother and her brothers all owned a hair salon. It was a barbershop and hair salon in Bermuda. So House of Isis is it's deeply rooted. It is so deeply rooted. My grandfather was a barber. He opened his first salon in the wow. 80s, right? So... I mean, my uncles are still like we all I've come from black excellence, black entrepreneurship. But me, I saw the hard work that it took. And I said, I don't want to be a part of that. I want a nine to five that gives me good insurance and good money. <laughs> so for my whole life, I was like, no, 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 no. That's too much work. I don't know about that, y'all. But it wasn't until I, my senior year at Spelman, um, my last semester, um, shout out to um, Dr. Campbell, Dr. Millicent Campbell. She had a woman in entrepreneurship class. It was in the economics department. And it was really that class that just shaped my entire outlook on entrepreneurship. Like, no, this is this is bigger than just you know, you don't want to do the hard work, but the reward is going to be so much greater. Like you are going to own something. This is your own business. You're going to inspire others to yeah. do this too, right? So it wasn't until I took that class that it all kind of clicked and things, it was, listen, this was 2020, right? So yeah. the pandemic, this was like, I had no idea. Like, girl, listen, just quick little side thing. It was spring break, right? And that's when we found out that we were not returning to Spelman, right? We, my mom and I were in Jamaica. We were living our wow. best life. Like, this is my senior year. Like, they canceled graduation. I got none of that. All of what I had worked for all those years, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with my life? Literally. Like, it doesn't make sense to go to law school and get into hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt during a pandemic. I don't even know if we're going to make it through this pandemic. <laughs> like, that's what I tell people. You have to be on your toes. You have to be ready to pivot. 
I am always on my toes and I'm always ready to pivot because it's no one to fall back on. I have no other siblings. It's just me to take my mom and I to the top, right? To take my family forward. So I had to realize, okay, Isis, what are you going to do? Now, remember those scholarships I talked about? My scholarships were actually paying my rent. I had my own apartment in Atlanta. My scholarships were actually paying me to go to school. Like I was getting checks, like refund checks, but it wasn't loan money. It was like scholarship money. So I was stacking up. I was saving that money and it was that money that I had saved. I had saved $7,000. It was that money that helped my mom and I rebrand. Because, you know, somebody young person would have said, well, let me take this money and go to... Your mindset, the, but, the type of mindset you have had, you yeah. had to have, like, but go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, no. And I like, I really give it all to my parents. Like my mom and dad, they're very good with money. Like they both own their own houses in Bermuda and they just have always showed me, you know, how to save my money and how to do the right thing with it. And so like credit wise, all of that, like we didn't know that we were in America, we were in a new country, but I saw my mom's mistakes and she said, don't do this. And so I said, okay, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So, you know, I, I just, I, I'm blessed to have such like strong people in my corner to teach me like the roads to take. But entrepreneurship definitely was not something that I thought I was going to get into. So many people told me I was crazy. Um, and, and that's what I wanted to, to, to oh, they, they're like, oh, this is, how you doing that, girl? How's everything? You see how it's going. You see how life is good. <laughs> and, and to this day, I still get people ask me, so like, what do you do? And I'm like, this is this is this is what I do. Like, oh, you like, no, like I really grew this company. Like, this is what I do for a living. I don't have another corporate mm. job on the side. Like I quit all of that in 2020. And that's a big decision, too. Like a lot of entrepreneurs wonder when do they walk away from their nine to yeah. five? Like when is the right time. And literally 2020, I said, I can't juggle both. I'm not going to grow my business to a six-figure company if I continue to work for this other person. I'm just, I don't have enough time or energy to do both. So I had to double down and make that decision. And like I said, you might go broke, but (laughs) right now the reward is going to be so So it wasn't necessarily like you were making this, this certain amount, this y'all were having like this certain time revenue every year. It was just like a feeling that you got, like that you said, this is not, I can't keep on splitting my time between. So so let me break it down further. My mom started House of Isis in 2010, right? It's 2022. Really? 12 years ago. Shout out to mom. <laughs> like, my mom started these roots. She had a vision for this company because it was always to provide Black women with access to non-toxic hair care products. That was our mission because too many Black women were dying from the toxic beauty products, right? That's been the core mission. But it was never enough. It was never the marketing to go behind it. So we went from making, let me just, let me just break this down. 2020, 2019, our total revenue for the year was a thousand. That's how much products we sold. Right. Right. 2020 hit. We had already hit 80K just from me coming in. By January of that year, we were already a six figure company. So like when I explained to people like what I came in and did, it was, it was, I had to, like, it was like, it was, it was not moving how it was just locally. It was to my mom's customers. Like, thank God for them because they are loyal customers to this day. 
But it was time to take us to a bigger level. And I saw the vision. I saw what we could do. I had no marketing experience. I, like I was a political science major. I did not take a business degree. None of that. But I did do internships throughout my time at Spelman. And I interned for Office Depot's mm-hmm. corporate headquarters in Boca. I was on the marketing team there. My idea for working for big companies is to infiltrate. I'm going in there to learn what I can take back to my right. company. That's, that's just that's what it's always been for me. I'm not working for somebody else unless I'm learning something that I can take home. And so for all those years, like <laughs> I kept saying that, but I didn't really believe it until it like, oh, you have to do this. This is your only option. Right. I sat for the LSAT. I took the LSAT two times. I was not getting the score I wanted to get to get enough scholarships to go to law school for free. I got waitlisted for Columbia, got into Florida State, but they weren't giving me any money. So I'm like, why would I go if you're not giving me any money? Right. (laughs) It was just like things just kept happening, Amal. Like things just kept trickling down. God was God was redirecting my path so much. He was like, it just became Mm. so clear. We just put the last of our savings together and it was a total probably of like, actually, I don't even think I had seven grand. I think I had four grand and my mama came up with three. From there, we just grew the company and made six figures in a year. And it was just like, okay, this is what we're doing. (laughs) And then (laughs) like, you know, and I just, I have to thank God because this, this, I always say faith without works is dead. You know what I'm saying? And I, I do everything, you know, I move by what's the saying I'm looking for walk by faith mm-hmm. and not by sight or something like that. Yeah. Like I, I don't, sometimes I don't even know what the end goal is going to be. I just know I have to wow. walk this path. Right. I, I know he's directing me. Like I just got to do it. And and that's been my journey so far. I, I mean that, wow. That, that gave me chills. Um, <laughs> even like, even just going forward, like, so statistics show that black consumers spend over $400 million on hair care annually. And yeah. according to McKinsey, yeah. black consumers spent $6.6 billion on beauty products last year. So to say the least, you are in a very big industry. I do want to ask you, <laughs> I do want to ask you, um, yes. what, what type of products, if somebody was looking into this, what type of products do you offer? Um, and what's your most popular? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for asking that. It's it's very true. Black women are the biggest consumers of a lot of things, <laughs> especially in the beauty industry and in the hair care industry specifically. I think it's a $2.4 billion industry. Um, and, you know, you get those things where it's like, oh, another hair care company. Um, it's saturated. Mm-hmm. It's this. I never let anything like that even stop me because I know mm-hmm. what we bring to the table. Right. I know what House of Isis is bringing. And so many products out there claim to be clean and they're not. They claim to be plant based. They claim to be they claim to be vegan and they're not. And so I know what's in my products because I actually physically am here to make them with my mom. Right. They're not shipped off to a manufacturer and Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're putting in it. Like we focus so heavily on restoring people's hair, people that have had perms or relaxers and they're trying to transition because they are sick of the chemical burns. They're sick of the alopecia. They're sick of the box. You know what's crazy? It's like as someone who used to get perms and I actually have been privy to like never have like a scalp burn. So when people used to say that, I'm like, what is that? But literally, if you look at pictures of that, your your scalp is literally burnt red. Irritated. And it's crazy because you used to just be yes. like, oh, girl, that just means it's working with what? Yeah. And now you got people walking around with a halo. Like the hair is just going around and oh it's a big gosh. ball spot in the middle. 
And I, I've been blessed because my mom shielded me from that. She knew, like, this is, this, let me just break this down, y'all. This is deeper than just straight hair or trying to, you know, they say not everybody should be natural, which I never understood because that's what you were born with. But that's another situation. How could you not be what you was? You know, that's weird. But um, it's it's so much deeper than than how it looks, right? When these chemicals enter your mm. bloodstream, y'all, mm. your liver, your liver cannot even understand what these things are, what these chemicals are. Like, they are so corrosive mm. to your body. Like, women are, like, there was a recent study. The um, It was from um, The yeah. Insider right? The insider recently reported that the chemicals found in relaxers are killing black women at higher rates than any other race. They are leading to breast cancer. It has been proven. This is nothing new. And my mom figured this out over 20 years ago. She, She did hair for 30 years. She just retired last year. She knew that she could no longer be a part of this problem because it's not just in the relaxers. It's in our lotions. It's on skin is our yes. biggest organ. Yeah. It is it's it's seeping into yeah. our pores. Like it's in the daily things that we use. And at House of Isis, we was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. We're not gonna be participating in killing off more black women. Wow. And 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 black women getting fibroids because my mother uh-huh. suffered from fibroids and it was from the chemical relaxers that she used to get in her twenties. Uh-huh. She's fifty And Isis, have y'all seen Isis's mom? Her hair is beautiful. Like <laughs> Thank you. And and she was all, like she was able to really like thicken it yeah. and grow it back with House of Isis products with mm-hmm. the products she made. And so we we use plants like Lang Lang, which is mm-hmm. a South American um, plant that is known to grow hair. That's in our biggest uh, one of our biggest growth oils, um, the sun oil. But more recently, we've tapped into the lock care market, because if you guys don't know, yeah. I have locks. Um, and I've had, <laughs> I've had locks since I was, thank you. <laughs> My mom and I, she's, I mean, she's had locks before I was born, but I've had locks since I was seven years old. So I'm going on like mm-hmm. 16 years now. Um, and so our lock care kit has become our biggest seller because we have collaborated with some amazing brand ambassadors, some amazing YouTubers, like my YouTuber, TP Locks. <laughs> Shout out to TP Locks if you're listening. He has over 55,000 subscribers on YouTube. TP Locks, I will 100% say this, is responsible for getting my products to Australia, Sweden, Dubai. I now have customers in Switzerland. Like, this is how global we've been able to come because of the people that we've collaborated in and the people who have actually believed in our brand. People that are health conscious individuals like us who believe in real plant-based products that actually work. And so we're all about hair growth. We're all about healthy hair, um, long hair, short hair, whatever you're rocking. We just want you to have healthy hair. That's that's what it's all about. And skin. Right. You shouldn't be using a product on your hair that you can't yeah. use on your skin. How could it even be natural if that's mm. the case? So all of our products are dual purpose for the hair. And that that is wow. And, you know, it was something that you said about how, like, this all runs so deep, because I can even just think about the fact like even, you know, back then in our community, straight hair was really cool. Having the hair that you were able to comb through, having little swoopy swoop baby hairs. But some of us, our hair don't go like that, you know? (laughs) Oh, you know the raft I took. 
I was called Medusa. Child, people came up with all the names they could. And then look, my hair is 10 times longer than theirs now. So there's nothing. And it's just, it's just, it's really, it's just a really interesting thing. Like, um, and I'm just so glad to now see that we are, a lot of us are now embracing our natural hair and just like to see Mm -hmm. products like yours. Cause I've actually used House of Isis, y'all. And I love, I love her products. Okay. The shea butter. Okay. Y'all go flood over there. Flood. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Houseofisis.co. That's my website. Oh, my goodness. Um, and and yeah, um, I did want to ask you. So what was, what is, obviously, you've probably helped so many women with their skin, with their hair, with educating their family. I've seen, I have seen you all on social media. You all don't just sell your products. You all, your mother is on there. You're on there. Y'all do lives. Y'all do sessions. Y'all do different um, reels talking about different things that can help the community by educating them about what they should put in their body and what they should put in their hair. What, what was the most impactful testimonial that you've heard thus far about somebody using your products? (sighs) Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you for touching on that. Cause we definitely do try to educate because it's not just about selling. It's about educating your consumer as well. Um, and so there's been so many impactful things. I think it's really the babies for me. Um, I'm, I'm like a sucker on that. I had this mom, um, and she was actually a, a friend of mine who trusted my products on her babies and our products are, you know, safe for babies as well because they are all natural. Her baby was born with a little fro. He had a little afro, right? But then he started to lose his hair at six wow. months old. His hair just started to drop out. And he was on a couple different formulas. So remember what I said about mm-hmm. like, formulas? You know, what you put in your body is, is so detrimental mm-hmm. as well. Like not just what you're putting on your skin, but what you're like internally taking. Um, and she noticed that the formula he was using was making his hair. It was making it drop out. And she took our scalp care kit which is a serum and a scalp mist. And then she also used our sun oil, which I said is our number one hair growth oil. And she used it on him for two months. And this baby had more hair than he started with. So now at one years old, he has this huge halo of thick, full hair. And I know as a mother, like it could be so scary to see that happening. Well, I'm not a mother. Let me, let me clarify that. <laughs> but um, from what I see, from what I see, you know, it can be very scary. To go through that and you're your first time mother, you don't know what your what your child's experiencing. The doctors are like, oh, here, take this, put them on this antibiotic. You don't mm-hmm. want to do all of that because you're scared of the mm-hmm. other side effects. Um, and so she trusted our products on her her baby. And she just had so I mean, she the testimony that she sent me, she sent me pictures. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much for growing back my baby's hair. Like she was posting it all over Instagram, TikTok. She couldn't believe what our products were doing for her hair. And he also had diaper rash and our shades souffle cleared up the diaper rash because it's just such an amazing product like that like I'm telling you guys this stuff is amazing but um I think that was probably one of the most impactful things because you know it's just like you're changing someone's life and you're you're you understand the impact that you have on your community specifically like you're seeing Mm -hmm. it that's amazing wow and I just feel like there's just probably so many other people that are just you know, that we even haven't heard about that have really been impacted by your products. Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially the moms suffering with postpartum as yeah. well, because that's a big thing. 
um, postpartum yeah, and during pregnancy and yeah. after pregnancy, we've had so many moms hit us up like, oh my gosh, I didn't lose hair throughout my second pregnancy because I've yeah. been using your products. Or the ones that just got our products afterwards and then their edges are starting mm-hmm. to finally grow back. Man. So yeah. All of it. Man. I love it. Wow. And and I really, one thing I will say too is like, I really appreciate the people who are sharing parts of their journey so that other people can like be aware of stuff because you could, you, there's one thing I will say about, um, I, I, I don't, sometimes I think like that there are certain things that people go through and if they would just share who they could really <sighs> impact in the future, who they could really make understand like that they're not alone. Because, you know, even you talking about how when I when I when I met when I met you and your mother, your mother even talked about, you know, fibroids and things like that. There are certain people who don't even discuss that. And so when you're going through it, you're thinking that, oh, my goodness, I'm alone. Nobody else has ever this issue when when probably your mother or your sister or your aunt. So I love that. Because it's it's so common. It is. It is. It, is. it it makes like, people have a regular a regular uh, menstruation. Yeah. It makes people have like uh, yeah. what's it called enlarged abdomen areas. You may think, oh, it's- my mom has that. Yeah, yeah. Someone, yeah. People, people might think you're like two, yeah. three months pregnant. Yeah, and sometimes you're not. I pull it out. It's, it's like the crazy. size of an actual fruit. And I- yes, and then it's the. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you said that because then there's the case of the doctors wanting to remove your yeah. uterus, right? Yeah, hysterectomy. Right. Black women are literally at the forefront. Like we get the most hysterectomy. Wow. That's unacceptable. Like getting your room, your womb removed at 30 years old before you even get to have like it's insane. They tried to do that to my mom and my mom said, no, 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 no. I'm not losing this. And she worked on her eating habits and she used her own products and it really, really helped her a lot. But yeah. it's scary. And I just like you said, I'm so glad that it's women sharing because we have to share to 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 spread this information in our community because if we don't speak up who will you you gotta advocate for yourself mm-hmm. gotta advocate for yourself that's wow well we are getting towards the end of the show <laughs> <laughs> i love this so much i could talk for Look, well we're gonna have to have you back okay so you know holla at us when you because we know you're about to make it to a million so you know yes on the road um, so we just want to know like do you have any future goals or plans that you want to share with the listeners to be on the lookout for is there any new products that you know you want us to be on the lookout for is there any maybe classes or sessions that you and your mother are putting on um yeah feel free Yes. Awesome. Um, well, personally, right now, I just started my Airbnb okay. journey. Um, so I now own a property. Yeah, girl. I love real estate. I'm so like interested in it. Um, so by the grace of House of Isis, you know, bringing in the money that it was, I was able to reinvest and start another company. So I now have Eden Lux Rentals, which is um, my Airbnb company in Orlando. So I do have a property in downtown Orlando now. Um, which is going amazing. I just made it to super host level. So I'm super happy, super happy about that, which is like the highest level of Airbnb. Um, and then, <laughs> thank you. Um, and then I also own vending machines. So I teach people about that on my YouTube channel. Um, so if you guys want to subscribe, Isis Rain on YouTube. I just talk a lot about entrepreneurship. 
tell people the truth, maybe what they don't want to hear, like what the things people are sugarcoating about entrepreneurship, but also showing you guys the results as well, because I think results are important. Um, As for House of Isis, we are dropping. Oh, gosh, this is very exclusive. Like nobody knows. Uh, so we we have three predominant like oils. We have um, supportive oils for your hair and skin, um, sun, wind, and fire. Um, and so for the Christmas season, for the holiday season, we are dropping mm-hmm. the butters to go with these oils. So we will have a sun butter, a fire butter, and a wind butter that can be used on your skin as well. Um, so we're dropping that in the next Oh, two months or so. Um, and then we have some larger sizes of um, our conditioners that's coming out because everybody's like, I need yes. more of this stuff. Yes. It's like my hair is sucking it up. <laughs> um, you agree? <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm excited. But, you know, right now we're just focused on continuing to collaborate with people because honestly, that's what's grown our business. Um, brand ambassadors, influencers, micro influencers. So we're just growing House of Isis. And, and we do hope one day, um, like a mom mentioned earlier, we were selected as target for founders in the accelerator program, which is basically gets black owned businesses ready to be in mass retail. It gives them that knowledge that they really need to know. And let me tell y'all, I learn just how expensive retail is. So I learned that literally we would need about $450,000 to make it into just the shelves of a mass retailer like Target. And as a black owned business that has not taken out any loans, that's kind of like, whoa. So it's it's a big hefty one. But you know, we do hope to be on the shelves Thank you. We do hope to be on the shelves of mass retailers like Target and even Whole Foods because we know that that is the only way to really get House of Isis out to the community. Mass retail is the like the biggest way to go so that we can ensure that black women and men, because we do have a really big population of men that's coming into okay. House of Isis now to really provide them with access to to our health conscious products. So that's the next steps for House of Isis. Um, and I'm just excited for what the future holds. Um, I love it. This journey has been so amazing. Um, I actually have a question after <laughs> that I wanted to ask you. So being an entrepreneur, what are some traits that you feel like someone should embody or have to be successful? It could be like three or it, is, it could be two. Three? Two? <laughs> I got many. Okay. Um <laughs> Consistency. Shout out to David Shands. He literally said consistency is the only cheat code. It's the only (laughs) one. It's no way around it. And like, I feel like I, the type of person I am, like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it now. I do, I feel like not suffer from, but um, I don't think that's the right word. But procrastination has always been something (laughs) that's like, on my shoulder, right? Even in college, like, uh, you do stuff last minute. Like, don't do stuff last minute. Being an entrepreneur has taught me that I will lose money if I do stuff last minute. <laughs> like, it's just that serious. Like, you're not going to eat if you don't get it done. You're the only person on the team to get it done. Um, but being consistent, like, you know, I, I just want to say this for like the smaller businesses, you know, sometimes you see these businesses going viral on TikTok mm-hmm. within a day. Right. You see the Instagram reels going viral. It's not always going to be like that. It takes time. It takes consistency. It's so much more work behind the scenes that people don't know. Like you're up to like we had a pop up shop and I slept for like a weekend. We had like this really awesome pop up shop in West Palm Beach, Florida. 
And I kid you not, for those three days, I slept a total of four hours. Like, it was just constant go, go, go. Like, there was no stopping because there's nobody else to do it but you. If you want this to be successful, you've got to put the work in. And then another thing I would say was, you know, don't just block out the Mm. outside noise. There are going to be people that tell you that don't see your vision. Like, not everybody is going to see the dream that you have for yourself. Yeah. Not everybody's going to get it. They're not going to get it. And that's okay. Right? It's not for them to get. It's for you to understand what your journey and your path is, where you see yourself in the future. And so I understood that. And I said, okay, I says, like, buckle down. Just, Just shut out the outside noise. Like, just do it. Just do it. Because, like, if you don't, mm. you're going to regret it. And and you're going to look back like, dang, I should have started that five years ago. Imagine where I would have been mm. now. Right? So it's just like, don't listen to what other people say. People are going to tell you. I had so many people that's like, well, you just went to school for four years. Don't you think you wasted your time? Mm-hmm. Like, never that. I never wasted no. my time. <laughs> the connections. People, it's crazy. Like, it was never time wasted. <laughs> The connections that I made at Spelman is what has opened so many doors for my business. My Spelman sisters have put me on to so many opportunities, right? It was, it was the connection. It was the knowledge, like statistics, like the things that I learned as a political science major, how to read data I use in my company today. I have to read how my customers are even coming to my website, right? Follow that line, that trail. Like it's just, it's all, I really feel like life is, it always goes mm-hmm. how it's supposed to go, mm-hmm. right? The journey was always meant for you, for it to go that way. So just trust the process and continue to follow your course because I know that I was supposed to go to Spelman. I know that time wasn't wasted, yeah. right? And I know my degree wasn't wasted because I'm still using it today. So yeah, don't, don't listen to what other people are saying. I got to know it. I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. Wow. This is such an amazing episode. Um, okay. So now we got the speed round. You ready, Isis? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, <laughs> so um, here's the fun part. Uh, if you had a TV show based on your life, what would be the name? You can make up the name or it can be a current uh, actual TV show. Reigns World, because that's my middle name. And I reign. R-E-I-G-N. Ruler Reigns World, period. Um, <laughs> if, so actually, do you have a favorite book? It does not have to be business related. Do you have a favorite book that you were like, oh, you got to read this? This is probably like so cliche, but um, I really like recently enjoyed um, Ayana Vanzelin. I hope I'm saying her name right. I feel like I always know oh. her last name. Van Zandt? Ayana Van Zandt. I know who you're talking, you talking about. Ayana loves my life. Oh. Ayana. Yes. <laughs> yes. Listen, I feel like every entrepreneur has like a book and I'm like the opposite of that yep. type of entrepreneur. But I'm going to go with this one, okay? <laughs> um, listen, I, I, I'm so strange, y'all. Like I'll be watching shows like Game of Thrones. Like I, I like to see like the mindset of people, like how we moving, like, you know, you play yeah. chess, not checkers. But um, <laughs> I would say her her book, her book, it's like a series of affirmations. Like it's a purple book. I can't even think of the name of it, which is so crazy. I think it starts something about a woman. It's purple, purple and white. And every day you have like this affirmation, this kind of like these things that you want to make sure that you're doing, like it just always speaks to me no matter what point of my life I'm at, no matter what day it is, 
it just speaks to me. And it's just crazy. I'm like, does she know what's going on? Oh, my goodness. I wish I knew the name of it, y'all. I said, That's okay. Um, that's okay. I'm going to look it up. Go ahead and look for the people. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. It's a great it's a book. book. You can even um, tell me later and I, I'll tell them in the, uh, the outro. Okay. Um, next question is, when you were a kid, what did you want to be? A lawyer. Like y'all know this. Like it was a lawyer. Like I told, I've been telling everybody I was going to be a lawyer since I no, was. No, I was like, <laughs> down. Like, no, this is my point, and this is where I'm standing. Yes, I'm an only child. It's my way or the high. Like, are you kidding me? There's nothing to argue about. Every only child I know, like y'all, huh. we don't share anything. Like, no, it's my world, and everybody respects that, and I appreciate that. <laughs> um. What's your favorite place to visit in your city? Shout it out, because when we come down there, we want to know. Oh, my favorite place to visit in my city. Oh, I got to go with Planta. Okay, there's this restaurant called Planta in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, It is, like, all things Mm -hmm. vegan, but the food is so delicious, Mm y'all. Like, I've had this amazing French toast and then a fried mushroom, like, on this really beautiful bun. It's like an oyster mushroom, so that. it tastes like chicken, y'all. Like, I'm not... You, what else is Tabitha? What that, else that, Tabitha? Uh, that carrot hot dog, that um, veggie sandwich. Oh, my gosh. And now, I well, I, I'm saying this, but I feel like I've been making vegan macaroni okay. and cheese because of Miss Tabitha Brown. I need to, well, you know, we love Tabitha because Tabitha was a she was at fearless the, fun event. Um, at a fearless fun event. And House of Isis actually got to meet her and gift her with House of Isis products. So, big yeah. shout out her, to... Um, have and chance on Fridays because I, I think they talk about like certain products that they get. So I don't know if they maybe. <laughs> hey, I gotta go on there. See, look at that. I didn't even know about that. I need to get on yes. there and watch that. Well, speaking of food, what is your favorite pastime snack? What is your favorite meal then? Like when you were younger or like something oh, you grew yeah. up grew up and like when you when you heard mom was making this or when you went to this shop, you always got this thing. And I know you're from Bermuda. Maybe you even have like a snack or something from Bermuda that you love. A cultural dish. Oh, my gosh. So in Bermuda, our biggest dish is codfish and potatoes, which is um, a salted salted Mm -hmm. codfish. Um, And it's with it's just boiled like a couple times over to get the salt off of it with um, potato. And we put a banana and an avocado and a boiled egg oh. next to it with a red mm. tomato sauce and then a butter. And oh my gosh, that's not far, y'all. It's and that that's what we eat on Sunday mornings. Like that's our morning breakfast. It's so good. It's delicious. Um, but aside from that, I would say like pizza. I'm a pizza girl. I love pizza. <laughs> I love pizza and pasta. Like I'm, a, it's a go for me. I'm heavy oh, on the good. Italian. Food. I love it. I love it. I love it. If you could sit down with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, anyone dead or alive? Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. Now you didn't tell me about this one. Hold on, I'm trying to. <laughs> dead or alive? Someone who was really. Oh my gosh, that's hard. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna just pick somebody. I'm gonna just pick somebody. Um, okay. Michelle Obama. Why I say hers because I was supposed to meet her, y'all. She came to Spelman. She actually came to my class, like my only. She was the only. It was our only class. Like that's why she came to Spelman that day. It was a huge thing. But you guys, I had a study abroad program, and I was on. It was between catching my flight to Ghana 
or what? It was the craziest. I was like, Mom, what do I do? She's like, we're going to get on that flight to Ghana. $2,000. Let me tell you something. Don't worry. You're on the path. You gonna, if you post me Michelle, you're going to meet Michelle. Yeah. So it was like it was like a slim. It was crazy. Like, it was the same day, same time. There was nothing I could do, and I couldn't believe it. So I really feel like I'm supposed to meet her again. And my my class was actually featured on her Netflix show that she had. Oh, like, it was huge. Um, Yeah, it was huge. So I, I really do feel like I'm supposed yeah. to meet her again because I just really think she's, like, I mean, powerful is not like, even the word. She's that girl. <laughs> like, she's, she's that girl. girl. Like, literally. <laughs> she's yeah. that girl. <laughs> literally yes, that literally. girl. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, okay. Michelle Obama for yeah, sure. Yeah, I could see that. What are three of the most important things to you right now? The three most important things. Mm-hmm. My family. I mm-hmm. put family first. At least I like <laughs> to think that. That you know, I would think they say that I put family first. <laughs> family. Tra- I traveling is mm-hmm. so important to me, y'all. Like I don't even know if that's something I, I'm allowed to list, but I'm listing it because I like literally. That's why I work so hard so that I can afford to put myself on a plane yeah. and go somewhere because. I, I'm the type of person, like, I can't sit in one place for too long. I, I will lose my mind. And I can't be home, like, just not, I have to explore. So I'm an explorer at heart. So family, travel, and then after that, like, of course, like, my businesses, like, you know, that those are my babies. Like, I built these for real, for real from the ground up. So, yeah. yeah. In yeah. that order. In that order. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you, so, um, and you've, you've talked, you've given so much like gems here, but what advice would you give to your younger self? Even though you're young already, but younger, younger, Isis. Okay. So I'm about to be 24 at the end of this. So I'm, I feel like I'm getting <laughs> older, y'all. I'm, I'm getting grown, girl. <laughs> Um, but no, before I feel like I've always been a very strong minded person. I've always had my own opinions. I've always really done mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how I live. Um, but there were certain times when I didn't block out the noise and I listened to other people and I missed out on things because I listened to other people. I, I absorbed their, um, reservations, wow. right? It's scary to be a sponge and you're absorbing all of this negativity and you're like, well, maybe yeah. they're right. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. do that right now. And you miss out on things and, and you regret yeah. it. And so I would tell myself, although I was very, you know, I would like to say I was pretty confident and strong minded. I also I also listened to people's opinions and I valued them a little bit too much. Right. So I, I would tell my younger self, like, hey, don't don't listen so much to what other people are saying. Don't listen to their opinions as much because they're not going to be as successful as you in the future. And they're that's not. That. <laughs> like people are like the same people that was talking mm-hmm. so much are the people like, and, you know, wow. Like how do sometimes, I? <laughs> sometimes I will say this though. Sometimes people try to give you advice based on their life. And so some of them, some of them, don't get me wrong. There's some people who are, you know, trying to negate what you're doing and just be negative. About you. But there are some people who yes. really do care about you, Isis. And they're just like, I tried that or mm, I don't think that would work. But yes. you all yes. have discernment and, and just be like. You do yeah. discernment. I love that. That's very true. Um, And I feel like, like, this is just like my opinion. I feel like sometimes people, like, especially mm-hmm. our age, I don't know why. It's like this thing of like. 
um, people get caught up in this whole word mm-hmm. mentorship and mm-hmm. it kind of bothers me um, because they think they need like 17 mentors. And I'm like, bro, if you have all these people in your ear, you're yeah. never going to be able to yeah. decide what it is you should do. So while I do think it's important to have those people around you that have done it before and know the course, you know, listen to them, mm-hmm. get their advice. Like there's always a different way to do it. <laughs> like, come on, there's always a different way to do it. And, and, you really might find a solution that's like top tier, like different from what they did. And it's like 10 times better. So like, you know, you don't always have to take in everyone's, but, but definitely have discernment and listen, you know, always be a listener and always be a learner in life. You're never going to stop learning. That's something that I definitely like am big on. I don't know everything and I am always here to learn something. Right. That's, that's just life. We're always. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Wow. Well, y'all, about to wrap it up. But I want Isis to tell us where you can find her, where you can find House of Isis. Okay. Thank you so much, Amal. This was amazing. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. This is like an amazing platform that Amal has created. Um, This is so necessary for our generation and for, you know, just what's going on right now. Like, we need Thank you. Thank you, Amal. Um, you guys can find me. Um, so Isis underscore rain on Instagram, Isis rain on YouTube. Like I said, I do talk a lot about entrepreneurship on there. Um, and then house of Isis is at house of Isis co on Instagram. And then it's house of Isis dot co. Um, that's our website. So it's never dot com dot co because we're international. Okay. (laughs) Y'all Isis Benjamin. Well, that concludes another episode of Venturing Deep. And y'all know that I got some takeaways for y'all. Remember, takeaways may not be what the guest says verbatim, but it can be just something that I got from the conversation. First off, Isis is a mogul in the making. So young and crushing the game. All right, so sometimes you have to make a decision. Isis realized that she could not do both and took a chance on herself, on her business, on what her and her mother were growing. Uh, She made sure to do what was right for her. And and sometimes that's what she got to do. The next one is an entrepreneur tip that I really liked. It's not just about selling. It's about educating your consumer. Um, I really believe that educating your consumer can help them see how to use your product and realize more of its benefit and, and actually take more initiative to integrate it into their lives because they believe that it can make it better or more efficient. And for example, I actually heard somewhere that most consumers don't even know the majority of the uses of their smartphone, which is lost potential, y'all. We paid a lot of money for those. So let's let's make sure that we do our due diligence and learn about some of the products that we're actually using. And later, I asked Isis specifically, what are some character traits that she feels that founders should possess? And we landed on these. Consistency is key. Y'all, back in the episode, I said, uh, David Chans, who's a very prominent podcaster. One of the things he says is that consistency is the only cheat code. Y'all, great things take time. Next, cut out procrastination. As Isis put it, being an entrepreneur has taught her that she will lose money if she procrastinates. Simple as that. And and I don't even think just being an entrepreneur. I think in life, if you procrastinate, you can lose out on this amazing and beautiful life. Uh, And lastly, block out the outside noise. Y'all, sometimes what you are building is not for everybody else to get. And that's okay. 
All right. You can find us on Instagram at the Venture D Podcast. And if you want to talk to me directly, you can find me on Instagram at Kiwi underscore Kessie or on Twitter at Ama underscore Kessie. I'm so excited to hear your feedback, questions for future guests, or anything else you want to discuss. And if you could do one more thing for me, could you share this episode with your peers? And if you loved it, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can reach more people. Special thanks to today's guest and thank you to you because our time is our most valuable resource and you spent some of it with me. And for that, I am so, 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 so grateful. Until next time, don't be afraid to venture deep.